Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. As far as the finances in the province, the economic outlook and all, that uh, befalls the Financial Accountability Officer of Ontario, Peter Weltman, who has joined us on the line to uh, give us a brief snapshot of uh, where they assess matters to be at this point in time. Peter, good to have you back on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Great. Thanks very much for having me back. All right. So uh, what's the latest when it comes to Ontario's credit rating? So the latest is that there's been a small change from last year, but not not material. We've seen that S&P, uh, sorry, well, we knew a little while back that Moody's downgraded its credit rating, um, and Fitch maintained its, <clears throat> and the other two didn't. We were waiting for S&P to come out. They were about three months later than they normally were, which is why we didn't get this out sooner. But effectively, Ontario's credit rating is still strong investment territory, and I think it's important uh, for those that don't quite know what the purpose of a credit rating is, is it simply provides, a st- the credit rating agencies provide a state of the province's uh, sustainability. So if you are buying government bonds, effectively lending money to the province of Ontario, what is the ability for Ontario to repay? And uh, we're still in very strong territory. All right. Well, of the four major agencies, uh, Moody's and Fitch, explain this one very quickly to me. I mean, uh, they downgraded our credit rating from AA to AA minus, but they revised their outlook from negative to stable. Sort of seemingly counterintuitive here. Well, I think... I think it's actually the, way, the easiest way to understand this. It's sort of like baseball statistics, isn't it? So the easiest way to understand it is the rating itself has been downgraded. <clears throat> but the outlook is what the agency uses to, to sort of forecast or you know, provide people with a bit of a sense as to where they're thinking the rating may go next. So if, you're think, if the rating, which w- the outlook was negative last year, so the rating agency said, fine, we're going to reduce the rating, but now our outlook is stable. We don't think we're going to need to reduce this rating anytime in the near future. We think the rating is accurately portraying the situation now. All right. Uh, when it comes to the rating, I mean, if we grade it, uh, I notice that we've got from, um, I guess it's Moody's, the fourth highest rating. Uh, fourth. So, I mean, you know, it's we're not number one uh, or even two or three, and Standard & Poor's has us at fifth highest. But like you say, Ontario is a good bet to pay back uh, investors and all. But our credit rating is lower than the ratings for Quebec, Nova Scotia, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and B.C. Uh, we're only ahead of Manitoba, New Brunswick, Prince Edward Island, and Newfoundland and Labrador. Kind of yes. middle of the pack, but... Uh, we're in the middle of the pack, yes. A, a lot of the have-not provinces are the only ones below us. So I think it's important to keep a bit of a, you know, get some perspective on this. Yes, this is true. We've slipped behind Nova Scotia this year from last year. Uh, but again, it's, an all, it's all relative rankings. I think the thing to keep in mind is that even though our ranking has slipped slightly, uh, Ontario bonds are still trading around the same discount to, to Government of Canada bonds as they were last year. And what I mean by that is Government of Canada bonds are, are in Canada the highest rated bonds. And typically, provincial bonds will have to pay a slightly higher yield to attract investor money than a Government of Canada bond. The difference between the Government of Canada bond and the Government of Ontario bond is about 1% on a 10-year bond, and that 
spread, if you will, has maintained itself. It hasn't changed over the last year, even though rates have come down. So relative to, to Government of Canada bonds, Ontario bonds have stayed pretty much in the same position. So while the rating may have dropped, it hasn't affected the rate at which the Government of Ontario can borrow. Again, with Peter Weltman, Financial Accountability Officer of Ontario. So on this matter of the credit rating, you also say the agencies have identified several challenges for Ontario's credit rating. Uh, what are those challenges? So the big challenges really are... Um, the concern about the level of debt. So we are the most indebted subnational uh, government in the world. Um, the regular string of deficits that we've had since basically the recession, and really no plan out of deficits for the next several years. Uh, so those are two things that they keep in mind, and also that the government's plan to balance the budget is predicated on a you know stable economic situation, and if that should change, if we should hit some some turbulence in that area, then the deficit projections uh, will be will be impacted. So that's not anything different than than you know sort of a normal course situation, except because of Ontario's elevated and growing level of debt, it does make it just a little bit more. The rating agencies are a little more cautious about about that situation. Right. Uh, but still, I mean, this is projecting forward. There are some some things that are apt to change. I mean, we're right now historically at low interest rates and uh, the borrowing. And uh, I mean, so let's just uh, break this out a little more fully because you say the uh, debt to GDP ratio. Uh, where do we stand on that? Because it's supposed to peak in the next year and then gradually decline. How so? <clears throat> Well, we're, if, the, if the government's able to maintain its, its budget plan, which was to keep spending to 1% and you know, moderate economic growth, as we've seen, yeah. then we'd start to see deficits re- being reduced right. and eventually running surpluses. So whenever a government runs a deficit, in order to find that difference between the revenues coming in and the expenses going out, it needs to borrow the difference. So if that deficit starts to shrink, the borrowing requirement starts to shrink, and if that deficit turns into surpluses, then in fact what you're doing over time is you're paying down some of that debt, and you you use those surplus that surplus cash to pay down the debt, reducing your debt load. Right. In other words, fiscal discipline is necessary for these projections to come out uh, rosier than uh, you know maybe a a bad break like uh, who knows worldwide recession, potentially a depression, increases in interest rates, and so on and so forth. Those are all factors in the equation that could really upset the apple cart. Well, and they're always, they always are. Right? They're not any, it's not any different today than it would have been 20 years ago or 20 years hence. They're always factors. The, the magic, if you will, is trying to understand or trying to make a judgment call as to how significant those factors might be now as opposed to you know, down the road. So and that's, that's not an easy thing to do, but that's the point of, of what we're doing here is to pr- try to provide people with a bit of a sense as to you know, where, the things are, where things are now and what are the potential risks that we see possibly materializing over the next five years. Yeah, you say uncertain trade and investment environments, indebted households, they could limit the government's flexibility on tax policies. So, again, uh, we get around to hoping that uh, things are sort of maintained as a status quo and we have fiscal discipline affected by the government. Peter, always a pleasure. Thanks for the latest update. Terrific. Thanks for having me on. You got it. Peter Weltman is the Financial Accountability Officer for the province of Ontario. Now, you know, we're sort of middle of the pack when it comes to our debt rating. (laughs) Only the Maritimes are worse.
Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 